Alright, so we are halfway through Revelation already. So today's message is right in the middle of Revelation. So we're going to read from Revelation 10, so we're selectively different, choosing different passages. So if you want to read from your Bible, we are going to read from Revelation 10, verse 1 to 3, and then we're going to skip to 8 to 11. And then mainly our scripture will be also from chapter 11, 3 to 13. Again, we are only going to be from, uh, read from the Japanese, so if you're an English speaker, you can read from your Bible or on the screen. はい、はい、お願いします。はい、じゃあ、住所の あ、ごめんなさい。右足です。右足を海の上、左足を地の上に置いて獅子が吠えるように大声で叫んだ。彼が叫んだと時、7つの雷がそれぞれの声を発した。8節。それから天、え、それから前に天から聞こえた声が再
はい、でもそれは、え、今読んだことはその、6個目のラッパがかれるところと、7個目の、え、吹かれるその間の描写になっています。そう、even here in the beginning of chapter 10, there's a change in scenery. There's a very interesting dialogue happening between a mighty angel, right, and then John, the author of Revelation. Who is this mighty angel? It was described he was wrapped in a cloud, his legs were on pillars of fire, face like the sun. If you're familiar with Revelation or you have been following our message, you might remember this is the image of an angel that appeared in the beginning of Revelation. Right, so many theologians believe that it could be Jesus talking with John. So this angel gave John a scroll and he told John to eat it. Have you ever ate a scroll? <laughs> and the angel said that this scroll is supposed to make you feel, uh, make, make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth is sweet. What's going on here? Actually, this was a reference uh, back to the Old Testament in the book of Ezekiel. Just to review when we talk about Revelation, these are not things that are uh, you know, going to happen in the future. It's actually a lot of reference back to what happened in the past and what's going on right now. So we're going to show you on the screen, we're not going to read it, but the prophet Ezekiel, he actually had the same experience to eat a scroll when God told him. So the prophet Ezekiel, he was a prophet in a very, very dark time in the history of Israel. It was a time when actually the nation of Israel was destroyed and the Israelites were uh, taken captive by the Babylonian Empire. And the reason for that is times and times and times again, they just turned away away from God. And then God told Ezekiel to eat this scroll and to bring this message to Israel, even though Israel had failed to repent. Remember at the end of chapter 9, we talked about after all these six trumpets, these calamities, people still did not want to repent. Right, 
So both John and Ezekiel basically received his scroll at a time when people just did not want to hear anything from God ever again. So the scroll here is, uh, of course, a symbol of the Word of God. It's interesting. It's that it's sweet in your mouth, but it's bitter in your stomach. If you try something like that before, like maybe a, I don't know, herbal medicine, something that <laughs> have both tastes. But this is a message God is trying to send to humanity when people still refuse to repent. What is this message? What is this bittersweet scroll that John and Ezekiel were told to If you remember what we have been talking about with all these judgments and tribulations, the word of God is very much like the tribulations. It serves two functions. There's a bitterness and there's a sweetness. The tribulations and the word of God serve as warnings and punishments to those who have been doing evil. But it's God's way of bringing upon his judgment to those who have been doing unjust. Right, God is a God of justice, so when you, you have people who oppress the poor, people who persecute the church, people who are just absorbed by the greed and take advantage of other people, God is not going to let them go and the God is going to judge them in his time. At the same time, it's also, uh, you know, there's a, for example, we're going through a corona situation right now, right? So, you know, yes, the corona situation makes people sick, but also depending on how we treat the corona situation, sometimes God uses these tribulations to reveal what is inside our hearts. This is a time where some countries and people group, they, they decide to, to be greedy, to be selfish, and God is using this opportunity to show them, hey, you are doing a wrong thing and you should repent. ね、この、この状況でも人々の本当の心が出始めますよね。自己中になり、自分勝手なえ、そのような行動が出始め、もっともっと人々が悪くなっていく。要は神様は見てみなさい。あなた方の本当の状態をそれを受け入れなさいっ
Right? We see the world shutting down, people losing their jobs, and uh, children are starving, and then God is actually allowing this circumstance to tell you what actually has been sustaining your life is not working. Come to me. And then there is hope. This is also a time where we see church coming together, becoming strengthened. We talk about in the past half a year, people have been giving even more than before Corona. Because we are being renewed by the gospel, we are learning how to love and love selflessly. So even though there is a lot of pain and suffering outside, the word of God is also bringing sweet comfort and hope that you cannot find anywhere else. When we think about it, this has always been our message. It's always bitter and sweet. What about for us? How does God's word taste like? The word of God should produce both bitterness and sweetness. The message of the gospel should drive us to face the reality of our sinfulness and brokenness. Hold on one second, we have a little technical difficulty. We might have to change the mic. It's still working, it's fine. Just kind of open it up. This is a very bittersweet moment. もうテンションがね、あの、かなり do we find ourselves just leaning towards one of these flavors? In other words, do we find ourselves focusing on just either the bitterness of his judgment and not understanding the, the sweetness of his grace? Or do we just want to talk about how sweet and how lovely God is and not remembering the reality of our need to repent? The gospel is a combination of both bitter and sweet. Without one of these flavors, the gospel is not the gospel. So moving on. Furthermore, Ezekiel and John, both of them, they were told to prophesy from this scroll that they ate. In Ezekiel's case, he was told to bring this message back to the fallen people of Israel who have rejected God. Ezekiel 
In John's case here, he was told to bring this message to the fallen humanity who have rejected God. So this brings us to chapter 11, the second point. In chapter 11, we are seeing a we're seeing a few interesting characters in chapter 11. You probably have noticed by now there are two witnesses here. Okay, more characters. So who are these people? In verse 4, these two witnesses were described as two olive trees and two lampstands before the Lord. Again, if you remember all the symbols we talked about in the beginning of Revelation, lampstands were used to describe the church. So these two witnesses, they probably are not two real people who are walking around, but then they represent the church. で、要はその本当の人物っていうわけではなくて、教会の存在っていうものを表しているかもしれません。予言する証しするっていう意味では。and just when you think, wow, this is awesome, the next verse says that there was a beast that came from a bottomless pit and then they killed。要は彼らも誰らも彼らを止められないという状況かと思ったらいきなり獣が地の底からやってきて彼らを殺してしまうという場面がありますよね。It's so quite a contrast to see this very invisible superhero type church going around and then they were destroyed。要はすごい力強い教会、影響力のある教会で勝利を得ている教会が、の神が変わっていきなり負けてしまう、殺されてしまう、そのような教会のイメージが出てきます。And not only were they destroyed, their bodies were lying on the streets in a city that symbolically means Sodom and Egypt. ね、そこでま、彼らの死体、その2人の預言者の死体があ、その都市の町並みの町のストリートのところにさらき出されて、そしてその町の描写もされてますよね。エジプトとソドムのような町って書いてあります。And what happened next was very interesting. It says that people from all around the world came and celebrated their death. They even exchanged gifts. で、そして何が起こってるかというと世界中の人々がやってきてその2人の預言者が殺されたってことを喜んでる。しかもお互いにその喜んで、え、祝って、え、贈り物すらお互いに与え合うという状況です。Because the witness it says in the Bible because the witness have been a torment for them. ね。what is going on here? Why did people all around the world celebrate the death of the church? You can probably find a hint in the name of the city. It says Sodom and Egypt. はい、そこで多分ソドムっていう町とエジプトっていう町のところでヒントが出てくると思います。So if you're familiar with the Bible, when you hear the word Sodom, the city of Sodom, the first thing comes into your mind is Genesis 19 when Sodom was destroyed by fire sent from heaven because of immorality. はい、皆さんその旧約聖書に戻っていくと、旧約聖書よく知ってる人たちはわかっ知ってると思いますが、そのソドムとゴモラのそのソドムの町ですね、天から火が降ってきてそして滅ぼされたそのような町です。
Egypt, throughout the Bible, has a symbol, has an association with oppression, injustice, because Egypt was the place that enslaved Israelites for 400 years. ね、そしてエジプトっていうのもその世の中の権力の象徴ですよね。その権力とそして要は、えー、オプレッションと言いますけれども、要は人々の不正そのようなもので人々を苦しませて、そして、えー、エスラエルの人々も400年間その国の下で苦しみました。The dead bodies of the witnesses, the church, they laid in a city that represented immorality and injustice, and people all around the world celebrated that. Perhaps this shows what kind of testimony these witnesses were bearing. 要はそのような状況でいうと、教会のその時のメッセージというのはどのようなものか分かるはずです。This is a testimony that the church has been given with, a testimony that will invite conflicts and persecution. 要は私たちが福音のメッセージを語れば語るほど、問題が<笑>生じてくるわけです。要は迫害もやってくるわけです。In simple words, if you are faithful to preach the gospel, you are going to be touching on the issue of immorality and injustice, and people will not like it. 要は私たちがそのような神様のメッセージを語れば語るほど、そしてそれを生きれば生きるほど、世の中の人たちは皆さんを嫌います。そしてその不正に関して、彼らの生きている価値観に関して、要はチャレンジになっていくんですね。彼らはすごく心地悪くなっていくんです。Like、to well. 要は皆さんは嫌われます。迫害されます。押し出されます。But I have Luta, so、I'm、okay でも僕がいるから大丈夫って言っていませんね。はい、<笑>それ冗談です。今日の今日の状態だと思いませんか、皆さん、この状況。There are many people in the world today who say there is no God. 例えば、今日、すごくみんなこう言ってます。ああ、神なんかいない、宣言しています。We're not just talking about atheists, we're talking about people who believe that, you know what, we are the masters of our life, we get to decide what is right and wrong. 別に無神論者だけのことを言ってるわけないです。私たちはみんなこの世の中の若い人たち、この現代の人たちは、みんな私が人生のマスターだ、主だ、あ主だ。要は自分で全て自分で何でもやりたいことを決めるという、そういう生き方をしています。Right. Say say right no, no, no. で、どんな政治も団体も政治も、えー、絶対なる権威は持ってない。私が何が正しいか、何が悪いか、自分のために決めるんだって、そういう生き方をしています。In other words, just like the people in Sodom, they were driven by their desires. Many people today believe that, well, as long as I believe this is right, that's right. There's this expression in the Old Testament, especially in Judges, that says that the Israelites they constantly were doing things they thought were right in their eyes. So here's a quick question. If I believe that it's right for me to have sex with a child, does that make it right? しし in some cultures, it's acceptable. ある文化ではそれが許されてしまっています。In some religion is acceptable. ある宗教ではそれが許されています。But you don't believe it's right. それ正しくないことですね。かなり間違っていることです。How come? How come? Why? なんでそれが間違いだ、悪いってわか判断してるんですか ?If I believe it's right and we all get to decide what is right, then why, who gives you the power to say what I'm doing is wrong? もし私たちが自分で感じていること、自分の判断が正しいって信じていたら、何が悪くて何がいけないって基準どこから得てるんですか However, if we look around the world, within every culture, you will always know there is some universal standard about what is right and what is wrong. No matter where you go, Japan, Hong Kong, Singapore, America, murdering is wrong. 例えば世界共通でいけないとされていることは人を殺すことですよね。香港でもシンガポールでもアメリカでも日本でもそれはいけません。You can't rape a person. Sorry? You cannot rape. ね、例えばレイプもあいけない、間違ってるって言われてますよね。So 
Morality is never relative to begin with. 要は私たちの道徳っていうものは関係主義的ではダメなんです。自分で選ぶっていうことはしちゃいけないんです。And here's why. なぜでしょうか The reason God's morality is, is absolute because He has made humanity in His image. なぜそしてさらにもうちょっと踏み込んで言うと神様の決めたこと、ルールが絶対なのかっていうのは神が私たちを神のイメージによって作ったからです。So therefore, He has a certain standard of how people should be treated, no matter if you are white, brown, black, Asian, you have to be treated the same way, and this way is decided by God. ね、要は宇宙的な理論があるわけですね。どんな人種でも国民でもその神様が決めた絶対なるルールには従うべきだというそういうふうなことがあります。So、that we will not be destroying each other. 要はそれを守ることによってお互いに傷つけ合いそして破壊し合わないようにです。The church has a responsibility to speak the truth in love. そして教会の役割というものはその絶対なる真理というものを常に宣言しそして語って明かしすることです盗みそして人を殺しそして誰かを,を,を性的に襲うそういうことはいけないって宣言し続けなくちゃいけないんです Even if the world disagree. 世の中がどんなに否定しても私たちはそこは揺るがしちゃいけないんです。私たちはソドムになっちゃいけないということです。同時に私たちはその不正というものに対して立ち上がるべき存在でもあります。エジプトという象徴は奴隷という支配。その象徴、そして弱いものを虐げるっていう象徴があります。You might think that it's 2020, like we don't see slaves anymore. What does it have to do with me? ね、でも皆さん2020年、えー、あんまり奴隷制度ってないですよね。じゃあどういう意味があるんでしょうと思うかもしれません。I'm going to share a few examples here. でも、ちょっといくつかの例えを言いたいと思います。In Hong Kong, I have seen people working minimum wage, seven days a week. But that the money they earn is so little that they can't even afford to find an apartment as big as our toilet. So a lot of them they end up sleeping in McDonald's. なのでその道端に寝たりまたはマットでそこら辺で寝てる人もいるんです。Example, in in はい、えー、私はですねその、えー、アメリカのどこかの病院で働いてたことがあります。So right、そこで働いた時に目の当たりにしたのは子供たちがですよ正しいお薬をもらえないという状況がありましたなぜならちゃんとしたその保険がに入ることができない貧しくて払えることができない状況だったからです。ただ保険がに入ってないということだけで病気を見てもらえずそしてそのまま死んでいく人々を見ました。What about in Japan? 日本ではどうでしょうか Do you know one out of six children in Japan live below poverty line? One out of six. はい、どれほどの子供たちがその貧困という状況で生きていると思います ?6 人に1人の子供がそういう状況です、日本では。The latest report says one out of six kids, they do not have enough food to eat every day. 日本でもですよ、日本でも6人に1人の子供たちは十分に食べ物をもらって生きていないんです。A lot of them are also experiencing domestic violence, but nobody knows. 誰も知らないところで家で DV が起こっています。家庭内暴力で苦しんでいる子どもたちがいます。Because the, the monitoring system in Japan is so loose that people they don't go and investigate the way they do in other countries. 日本でのそのような家庭をちゃんと見守り監視するシステムが行き通ってちゃんとできていないので裏でそういうひどい状況になっているというのが日本の現実です。If you live in Japan long enough, you probably have seen cases on TV that kids die because of domestic violence and 
Nobody knew before they died. みんな日本に長くいる方はニュースを見て最近多いですよね。親が子供たちを殺してしまうという事件、本当に多いです。それは単なる、ああ、かわいそうって、そういう悲劇なんですかでしょうかそれとも何かもっと深い政治的な、また社会的な問題に関わってるんでしょうか All these people I just talked about, they, they didn't make any choices that led them to where they were. ね、彼らは子供たちは自分でその環境を選んだわけではないです。あったはそのチョイスがあったわけじゃないんですよ。It's not because they're not working hard. 彼らは一生懸命働かなかったからそういう状況に陥ったってわけじゃないんです。But rather they're born into a society, a system that continuously failed to protect them. 要は彼らを助けることができないシステムの中に生まれてきて、そしてどうしようもできない状態なんです。Is this not slavery? これは奴隷のシステムだと思いませんか Do our laws and policies and politics reflect God's justice in taking care of the weak and the oppressed? 私たちのこの世の中の国々のその政治システムや世の社会的システムは神様のその全ての人々のためにというそのようなことを反映しているでしょうか反映してないと思います church, 教会としてこのような不正堕落っていうものをちゃんと把握してるでしょうか。それが私たちのそういう状況を無視して、私たちにはいいスペースがあって、毎週こういうふうに賛美して、幸せだし、まあいいかって生きてますか。Many of your kids probably know kids in their school that do not have enough food to eat. 皆さんの子供たちが普通に学校に行って暮らしている間、多くの子供たちが食べることすらできてないんです、日本で。The root of both immorality and injustice is sin. 要は私たちの,その道徳的堕落、不純、そしてその社会的なその奴隷な制度、システムの堕落というものは結局同じルーツなんです。It's a spirit of self-centeredness. それは結局私たちの自己中心さから生まれています。Rather than following God, we just follow our desires. 神様のやり方、神様の方向、道というものを選ぶ代わりに自分で選ぶ、自分で自分の基準を選ぶってこと。So right、例えば、じゃあ私が自分でよし、あし、人生の悪い悪を決めたとしましょう。そしてその状態から全部いろんな自分の人生のシステムやそういうものを築き上げていったりしましょう。そうすると自分が得するシステムになっていきます。Even if other people are being sacrificed, I don't care. ね、例えば他の人にちょこっと被害があってもまあ自分が幸せであればいいやって。That is sin. それって罪なんです。There's a trend in Christianity right now that we only talk about either immorality or injustice or even worse, we don't talk about any of them. はい、今、最近のクリスチャンの世界でのトレンドでは、ただ不正、そういう社会の壊れたシステムだけをアタックしたり、また話したり、また,または逆に何にもそれに触れないという状況が起こっています。But then the church is mandated to speak against both immorality でも教会は常にそれに対して批判,あ批判というか対抗しそして改善していくそのようにの存在でなくちゃいけないということです。そして教会がそれをすればするほど世の中に嫌われます。そして福音に忠実であればあるほど神様に忠実であればあるほど私たちが生きづらくなっていくというのが現実です。The witnesses here in the passage, they were wearing sackcloth. It's a symbol clothing calling for repentance.、ねののえーねね、so, that means when you're faithful to the gospel, when you're talking these topics, people will notice and then you may not feel very comfortable. だから皆さんは心地悪くなっていきます。福音を語れば語るほど、そのように生き方を言ってするほど、心地悪くなっていきます。歴史的にそうです。常にその正しい道徳価値観、そのように対して立ち上がって、そして宣言してきた人は必ず迫害され、殺されてきました。Do you know three out of five our neighbor countries in Japan are countries that openly persecute, murder, 
the church and Christians just because they will not stop upholding God's morality and justice. クリスチャンたちを迫害するんです。なぜならキリ、クリスチャンたちがその神様のメッセージ福音を語るのをやめないから殺し、そして迫害し始めています。You may think okay, this is somewhere in far away. You know, I live in a peaceful home and peaceful country. This doesn't really I don't feel the persecution. あ、ここではもちろんそれは迫害はまだ起こってないかもしれません。あ、どっか遠い国のことだと思うかもしれません。But what about in your family among your friends when you talk about morality and justice? What kind reaction it says in the Bible where torment to those who want to live how they want, both in their morality and in justice. Is anyone being tormented by your testimony? What about our city in Tokyo? Are the, are the people around us know us? Do they even hear our testimony? This is such a painful message to preach. I don't even want to talk about it myself, but I have to. Yes, there are persecutions, but our testimony does not end in defeat. Just like the death of Jesus on the cross was not the end, there was a resurrection coming. And this is how we're going to end our message today on Thursday。ね、そして、3 so that means even when the church is being persecuted, there is death, the death is not permanent. It says verse 11, we have it on the screen as well. It says that after three and a half days, a breath of life from God entered these witnesses and they stood up on their feet and great fear fell on them. This was not new. This happened before as well. おかっていうか谷、谷ですね。<笑> Just like what happened to the two witnesses here. Revelation 11, Ezekiel 37, what do these stories remind you of? Ezekiel 37, 
First day is death, and then there is resurrection, and then victory. That's right. It's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was the greatest witness ever lived. He carried that bitter message calling for repentance and yet offered that sweet sacrifice through his own body. そして彼のメッセージがとてつもなく苦く、とてつもなく同時に甘いメッセージ。そして人復活を成し遂げた。To but to those who are oppressing, who are using their privileges, who are abusing others, Jesus rebuked them strongly. And when Jesus died on the cross, people around celebrated his death because they no longer need to hear that message that Jesus was proclaiming. Remember that scene before Jesus went to the cross, there were people chanting, Kill him, kill him, we want the other criminal, but not Jesus. They crucified the one. Who came to save them? It looks like Jesus' testimony ended in a defeat. It seems like Jesus was conquered by death, but in actuality, he actually went to the grave to conquer death. 打ち勝てなかったって思ったかもしれませんでも実際は違かったんですねイエスキリストは死に打ち勝った打ち勝つために Yet God breathed into these dry bones, the two witnesses, and raised them back to life. And not just that, Jesus, through resurrecting us, sending us his breath, he empowered us. を吹きかけてくれるわけです。ま、聖霊のことですけれども、聖霊様が与えてくれ。そして神様の息、イエスキリストを通して私たちは生き返ることができるんです。We won't read it, but you can see on John chapter 20, it says that God after Jesus resurrected, he breathed in them the Holy Spirit. これイエスキリストが生き返った後です。ね、ヨハネの20に公開であります。彼らに息を吹きかけて聖霊を受け取りなさいって言ったんです。Right, so not just that we are coming back to life, but we come back stronger. We now have the Spirit of God living in us. Jesus didn't conquer death just for himself, he did it for us. This is not just his victory, but it's also our victory. The same spirit who came back to life is now living in all of us. Here. Make no mistake, church, we are going to face persecution. Our very existence, our gospel invites persecution. Yet the breath of God, His Spirit is now living in us. When you are rejected, when you're being mocked, despised for being a witness to the gospel, He is with you. 
そして退けられた時に福音が神の息が私たちを強めてくれます。He wants you to go with this growth, with this message to speak against immorality and injustice, and even if that means that will bring you death, you're not the first one to die for this. 神様は私たちに妥協せずに世の中の不正、世の中の悪、不道徳をに対抗してほしいんです。そのようなメッセージを語り続けてほしいんです。そしてそれによって迫害を受けて、ある人は死ぬかもしれません。でもそれでも大丈夫なんです。私たちには生き返り、復活っていうものが必ずあるからです。イエス・キリストがそのもう証拠です。死んで生き返った存在だからです。Not only him, but millions upon millions of believers in the history of Christianity went through that process as well. 多くの歴史的に多くのクリスチャンたちが迫害され、その同じような道を通りました。And as we speak, even right now, there are people who are going to be tortured and murdered because of their stance with the gospel. But then there is a victory. One chapter later in Revelation 12, he is what John has documented about the victory. はい、今や私たちの神の救いと力と王国と神のキリストの権威が現れた私たちの兄弟たちの告発者、えー、昼も夜も私たちの神の御前で訴えるものが投げ落とされたからである兄弟たちは子羊の血と自分たちの証の言葉のゆえに竜に打ち勝った彼らは死に至るまでも自分の命を惜しまなかったからであるって書いてあります。Do you know that the victory is ours already? Do you know that beast who conquered the winner's day, he was crushed forever? He says he is conquered already by the blood of the Lamb. And now the blood of the Lamb has sealed on your forehead. You belong to him. ね、そしてその血を通して私たちは守られ、要はその印を押されているということです。His, そしてそれのその印を押されていることによって私たちが知る人なり証しとなっていきます。私たちにはもう死を恐れる必要がないからです。Like sing, ね、さっき歌いましたよね。あなたの死を、お前のトゲはどこにあるんだ The enemy has been defeated. The gospel has freed us from the fear of death, so now we can go. Let us continue to be a witness of this bittersweet gospel, testify against immorality and justice, and be that lampstand that brings light to the darkest corner. Of the world. 宣言していきましょうそのような生き方を福音の力で明かししていきましょう一緒にやっていきます。